Hey, you awesome Q-coders. Uh, we just wanted to put in a little bit of a disclaimer before this episode starts, but due to some scheduling difficulties, we were unable to create some brand spanking new content for you. So instead, what we have decided to do is just release an old episode, actually the very first episode we ever recorded on the Q-Code podcast, but has never actually been released. We call these our lost episodes. So I hope you enjoy this lost episode number two, and we will catch you again live next week. Welcome into the Q-Code. Your curiosity quest starts here. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the new podcast that everybody's talking about. And when I say everybody, I mean literally everybody in this room. This guy Three is... Three of us. <laughs> <laughs> talking about this podcast. It's called QCO Podcast. I thought you were going to come in and be like, by everybody, I thought you... Or I think you mean wait i don't know what i'm saying yeah, you ruined it <laughs> should we start again nope <laughs> we've already begun see this is the type of things that we do we're not a redo type podcast we just wing it and we will see what happens if you're not entertained sorry okay but, i got it back but if you're not entertained you're roaming you haven't heard about this then you're not cool Yes. Yep. <laughs> and you have you you got to pee your pants to be cool. <laughs> got to pee your pants to be cool. Um, you ain't cool unless you pee your pants. So yeah, the it's it, we're called the Q Code Podcast. Uh, my name is Travis Cole. Uh, my two cohorts here. Uh, oh, well, I'll let you. I'll let you say your own names. Well, I appreciate that. My Thank name you. is Dan Barnes. Alan Barnes. So yes, I am with two Barneses. Barneses. <laughs> and uh, we've created this podcast for what purpose? We're not exactly sure yet. I think we're going to figure it out. And your question might be, what is Q-Code? The, the purpose is for you, the listener. Of course, right? Yes. To the Q code <laughs> podcast. How, how often does Alan say something that we just don't know what to say back to? No, no. Well, um, should be a for anybody who uh, <laughs> maybe has listened to us before. We have had one other podcast, and that was the Four Three Forty Sports podcast. We ended that uh, abruptly after we realized that not all of us really knew that much about sports. <laughs> Not that we all know a lot about a lot of us. One of us knew a lot about sports. Or at least took the time to learn it. (laughs) (laughs) The other two of us just decided to know whatever just came in just like normal life events. Just whatever you acquired throughout normal life. Yes, that is what I'm saying. But now we have started this new podcast, Q Code Podcast, which you might wonder, like, what is that? What does that mean? Well, that is the question, isn't it? Yes. So, basically, because, like Trav said, we all didn't necessarily have a passion for sports or, honestly, and, and I'm, well, I'll admit, I'm the one that's guilty. I was the one that probably has the biggest passion for sports. But even at that, 
I like other things too. And I think I'm not speaking out of turn when I say that both Alan and Travis feel the same way, that although sports are great, there are other things in life that we also enjoy and we would like to talk about. So we kind of came up with this whole concept of a show we call the Q Code Podcast because each episode uh, we are going to come out and we are going to ask a question, something that's been burning inside of us, something that we want answered <laughs> or something that we just want to know about or something that we want to like, just like I was saying, it's like we're just burning question. As we get to my question today, we're going to see that it is a very big burning question. <laughs> so it was literal <laughs> something that I had to know. <laughs> but the whole point is in the end, you got three of us here, even though we are all friends slash family we all have different tastes we have different interests and so i think you guys are all going to see that in the uh the questions that we come up with there's just going to be a whole smorgasbord right is that how you say it smorgasbord smorgasbord <laughs> we also of don't things. know words <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much mostly me uh, but of uh thoughts and ideas and questions so you may come into this show you may really identify with one of us. You may identify with all of us as far as our interests go. You may identify sometimes with Trav, sometimes with Alan, sometimes with myself. But in the end, I hope that you find at least one thing interesting in the show each and every week. Uh, And hopefully, if you're like myself, who's just a sponge for knowledge, that you will be interested in everything that we talk about. And so in the end, we hope that you enjoy the Q Code Podcast. Where your curiosity quest starts here. That <laughs> That's our tagline. I totally read that wrong. I was supposed to read a tagline, and so I did. I have fulfilled my contractual obligation. Just so. Your curiosity quest. Wait, dang. See, I- you can't even say it. Your, your curiosity, curiosity quest starts here. So, with that said, this week... Our very first episode we're going to get into, we got three questions. We got, what technologies could nuclear fusion unlock? Yes, and I'm going to have to amend that one a little bit when it gets to that. Okay. <laughs> and then we got, what is the flat earth theory, and why do flat earthers believe what they believe? And finally, who knows? What is the Florida man challenge? And see, mine isn't really a question, but since this is a question podcast, I had to put a question mark at the end of it. Um, I'm curious. Well, yeah, I, I, I am looking for because I did not look it up at all. I still right now, I, I have never heard that before okay. until yeah. you brought it all up. All right, then I, it's a question to you guys. Neither have mm-hmm. I. Have you heard? I'm assuming. <laughs> I, I'm assuming it takes place it. in Florida and involves a man or a woman and a challenge. But yeah, that's all I know. Or do I know that? I don't even know. <laughs> okay. All right. So. Let's get into our first question. This question is brought to you by Alan Barnes. What technologies could nuclear fusion unlock? Alan, how did you want to amend that question? So I was thinking about it. I was I was just looking stuff up, doing a little bit of research, and I decided I don't really – I mean, if you guys have ideas about technologies that could be unlocked with fusion uh, energy and technology, talk about it. That's great, but uh, – I decided, like, I'm not, I guess I'm not creative enough to think about future technologies that don't exist yet that 
would be unlocked by fusion. Uh, I just found myself more fascinated with learning about fusion and uh, sustainable fusion energy. So I think right off and the, the bat, process of it. Yeah, I think right off the bat, the first thing that you learned from this, but is that you can have a question, but a question that you originally thought you had may actually lead to other questions. And I think that's yes. something that I experienced with mine as well. Um, I did so. not experience that with mine. <laughs> I feel so, like I'm really kind of not a part of this. <laughs> <laughs> it just depends, Trav. I think I'm going to have a lot of questions about this Florida Man Challenge. Personally. No, you won't. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> but... Anyway, so I think what you're saying, Alan, is yes, that you had this original question, but then as you, as you started to research it yourself, you realized that there was more interesting questions or w- in interesting directions that you personally felt you could go in. Yes. Tis true. Uh, okay. So, so I think, first of all, if you wouldn't mind, what, what is fusion so energy for fusion people who don't energy. know? Uh, fusion energy... Every day you're living, you're living with fusion energy. That's what the sun is. The sun is just a giant fusion reactor. All it's doing all day long and all night long, you're just not on the right side of the earth, is fusing, fusing hydrogen molecules, or not molecules, atoms together, creating helium. And in the process, because Einstein says E equals MC squared, which is basically just saying energy and mass are the same. They're just two sides of the same coin. When you fuse mass into energy or into, uh, well, when you fuse hydrogen into, into helium, a little bit of that mass is confer- converted into pure energy. And that's the energy we get. That's what photosynthesis works off of. Um, we could power our entire planet for years and years based off of how much energy the sun outputs. Actually, it's in the millions of years. The amount of energy sun outputs in one second, we could literally run everything we have right now for millions of years. So if we use fusion yes, to run our planet, yes, which has some element of helium... Will we all talk like little squirrels? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good question. <laughs> These are the things I think of. Because this is the we would reason. Be fusing, fusing hydrogen into helium. Yes. Why would we not all talk like munchkins from munchkins? Honestly, that is my main motivating factor of why I want it. But have you ever just taken a balloon with helium <laughs> and just sucked it all in there? You get super lightheaded, and I feel like that's what we would be. In a way, you're like fusing your lips around okay. the nub on the Stop balloon. Stop using the word fusing. <laughs> I actually have the definition of fusion right here. Let me read it. The process or result of joining two or more things together to form a single entity. So, if you were wrapping your lips around a juicy balloon, technically, I guess you could say you're fusing yourself with the balloon. Especially if you get stuck to it. But You don't have to get stuck to it. That's nowhere in the the (laughs) definition. In the the end, um, so, but yes, helium is the main byproduct of fusion uh fusing helium or not hydrogen hydrogen 
They're both. I get them confused. All right. Uh, so and I'm it's take- not carbon dioxide. We could. We would. It would be carbon dioxide free. Be clean energy. So no global warming. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it right. is widely known as like the cleanest form of energy that we know how to create. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually something that I looked into when I was looking at this. I looked into a little bit more of like, okay, well, what about the whole renewable thing? Because for me personally, and Trav knows this, because Trav used to work for a solar panel company. Yes, and I knew all of the science and technology <laughs> behind it. <laughs> I was a recruiter. I work in HR. I <laughs> so Trav, we, he got us in touch with his company when he worked for him at the time. And my wife is somebody who has a uh, big aspirations to be green, uh, okay. go green. <laughs> I thought, my wife is a person who has a big ass aspirations. <laughs> it goes back to the whole pausing. At the so rude. <laughs> But no, she's she's always been somebody who cares a lot about the environment and the earth, and she wants things to you know she she's one that doesn't want global warming or something like that to occur. So naturally, most people would think like, well, if I use solar energy, if I use wind energy, if I use water powered energy, all these renewable resources, right, that you can create energy from, then that would be the best thing I can do to help the earth in the long run Mm -hmm. but once i started looking into it more and more it turns out that like you said alan fusion energy actually is going to be cleaner and more green in the long run than any of those renewable sources are because and i actually found an and so much more bang for your buck yeah because all of those renewable sources are uh What's the word you, I'm looking for? You can only build so many windmills, right? I'm like, you, yeah. you can't, you could, you can't cover the entire surface of the planet. You could, but so we're not yeah. going to do so that. So to create, like, have you ever seen a solar farm, Trav? Yes. Like, so when you're <laughs> driving, like, on, a, I don't know, like when I drive to California, all farms yeah, are right after solar. <laughs> <laughs> right after, after Vegas, Vegas yeah, yeah, there's like a giant solar farm. It's just miles and miles of all these solar panels out there. But in the end, f- solar panels, it takes 450 times more land space to create the same amount of energy uh, that you could create at one just like nuclear plant. Yeah, using a tokamak, which I'm not going to get into the whole specifics of a tokamak. A tokamak is just what they call this uh, this reactor. Tokamak is basically like plant. two Big Macs, like <laughs> on top of each other. So you got four all beef patties, yeah. special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on like three sesame. And that's seeds. definitely something. <laughs> that's definitely something you would eat while toking. Yeah. So <laughs> my mind went to like toga. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, you're gonna put a toga on that four all beef patties <laughs> see that's how <laughs> again see, danny, and danny the would love to just play with dolls <laughs> just like yes we're just gonna dress up this big mac in a toga <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but to get back to what you were saying um honest like it's a good idea solar panels but realistically with the the amount of energy that we continuously use uh 
increase our usage by, that's going to be nothing. That's like pretty soon in a century that there's no way that could ever power everything we need. Yeah. Um, it's just, and it's not reliable because, and Trav just pointed this out. The sun's not always shining. Water's not always flowing. Did I point this out? The wind's not always <laughs> blowing. I think he's giving me credit. <laughs> Didn't you just say something like that er- earlier? I talked about the two Big Macs, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just giving you credit for it. All right. I, I said that. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, just, it's, not, it's not a continual source of energy mm-hmm. that you can depend on and, and create electricity yeah. out of. So people have had, and this I thought was a pretty good idea. But they were thinking, hey, let's turn dams into basically like a giant battery in a way. But their idea was like use solar energy, use wind uh, turbines or whatever to then power – like that will pump water up to the top of the reservoir. Ah, yes, yes. And then you trap you know, the waters in the reservoir. Then you can control when you let the water through, therefore creating – the electricity so create instead of the systems we have now where you're damming off water that is naturally falling into your water reserve uh you create a closed system where you know like those fountains you put in your yard or whatever where it just keeps recycling the same water over and over yeah but using renewable energy so when the sun is shining or the wind is blowing it's actually pumping the water up but then when you but the problem is there's no real way to contain that energy so if you don't use it right away then it ha- i mean it yeah. doesn't but it, yeah I, I understand the whole battery because uh, you might be like how is that a battery a battery is just something that stores energy and if you have something that is in a high potential energy state meaning it's up high gravity is always going to be there so you can drop it at any point anything that's higher located like elevation wise higher than another thing has more potential energy as, as long as they're like the same mass you know Does, i won't go into that whole thing <laughs> but yes <laughs> of course that so yeah you're saying common knowledge you're saying store yeah. all these things in a so high potential not, energy like state so that you can whenever you want release it let gravity use its energy and you capture that energy yeah it's not like big, you're creating you're not, literally it's a, we're gonna call them big damn batteries Oh, that's that's what we should call him. Good job. <laughs> Am I not allowed to say damn on no, air? He's just a little mad because he didn't think. Oh, yeah, I wish I did. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's not like you're just going to have a giant energizer battery or a Duracell battery there. It's just it's yeah. literally just the concept of storing the energy via water. Yeah, I'm very case. happy that you, you know, explain that because <laughs> I'm thinking that there was a big old battery like. They they got from Walmart and then just stuck it at the dam. Oh, well, <laughs> just kidding. That's that should be how it is, but it's not. So, are, are you done with? Are you? Oh, go ahead. Do you want? Go ahead. So, <laughs> benefits. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no. The <laughs> benefits of this, Kate. The benefits of this is you don't you don't need a lot of fuel relatively it's it's uh the amount of mass if you will or heal actually it's not even hydrogen that's what the sun does we would be using deuterium well which is but uh, what is deuterium deuterium is that the metal that they found in wakanda (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) (laughs) That they made Captain America's shield from. Uh, What was that called? Vibranium. Vibranium. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Deuterium is actually, is this correct? Is it just heavy water? It's water with an extra neutron? Or not, yeah. not not heavy water. It's heavy hydrogen, but if you made water with this, deuterium, maybe heavy water. <laughs> so I think it's just hydrogen with a with a neutron. Yeah. Deuterium so, for those heavy flow days. Which is easier. I'll try and do my best to describe this. Okay. Okay. So just to go back a little bit. So there's something called isotopes when yes. it comes to atoms. Okay. So you have a hydrogen atom which is also is very, very similar to a deuterium atom, but like Alan said, it adds a neutron, I believe, right? Yes, just it adds a neutron. To it. And so I know this is <laughs> this we're trying to not go into yeah. things like too deep, but this is <laughs> this is <late>. like <laughs> this is like chemistry. You guys have already said deuterium. <laughs> This is like <laughs> chemistry. We're doing super deep right is it now. Deuterium, like do as in two, because it's two neutrons. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Or wait, no. Does hydrogen even have a neutron? <laughs> We're not experts in this, guys. We just we just think it's 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 cool. So if you look at the periodic table, right? Yeah. You start at the beginning With and it goes from one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And each time that you go to a new element on the the uh, periodic table, you're adding a basically proton. one proton and one yeah. electron. The only thing that matters when you're defining what an element is, what element that is, is the number of protons. Yeah. So in an essence, when you're fusing something together, it's like taking one plus one smashing them together and it becomes a two. Yes. Okay. So that's the basic concept of it. And then it spits off a little bit of energy in the form of a neutron. Which, yes, is important because that's the energy you're going to harness is that little energy. It, it, it I almost said piss. <laughs> spits off. That's what you're harnessing. You have, so it's not one plus one equals two mass wise. You don't go one hydrogen plus one hydrogen. And then the mass of the helium is the same as two hydrogens. It's a little bit less than two hydrogens because mass a little bit got turned directly into pure energy. Yeah. But because deuterium has an extra neutron, neutron, yes, it's able to spit off more energy because it. So I think the advantage, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you have an extra neutron when. I think neutrons get blown out, right? Like with that energy and then neutrons go and like stir things up in the soup even more to where it will like cause more fusion to happen. It's in some way. The classic Keanu Reeves. Kind of, yeah, like a chain reaction. Chain reaction. Yeah. Do you remember that movie, Trev? I know. Yes. I I don't think I ever watched it, but (laughs) yes. I actually always thought chain reaction was like, super cool word like <laughs> just like i'm gonna write a book someday called chain reaction okay two words was that movie based on uh the movie Touché. or on the uh book chain reaction was, was there, there a book i don't know i don't know asking <laughs> <I never laughs> you well That's just in so- case any of you are wondering what a barnes family dinner is like 
<laughs> this is basically the conversation. Hang on. I prepared I prepared some some like more user friendly or listener friendly stuff. So first of all, I want you to imagine you come across a wishing well. You throw a dime into the wishing well and you wish for a dollar. You look in your pocket, you open your wallet, and what is there? A dollar you didn't have before. Then you take that dollar, throw it in the wishing well, and you ask for $10. And you open your wallet, you got $10. This is very similar to what we're, we're talking about here because there's actually a, an experiment going. Uh, they're building a tokamak. Uh, I don't know where it is, but it's called Eater, I-T-E-R, where they think when they turn it on in 2025, they will be able to uh, generate. <laughs> They'll be able to generate Great. for every one unit of energy they put into it to run it, they will get 10 out. So this is pretty cool stuff. And this is just the beginning. That's like their very first uh, big time experiment. Like in the future, we could go 100 to 1, 1,000 to 1. So that will essentially make energy uh, infinite and and f- almost free for everybody. Because just like with if you did that with money and you just kept doing that and doing that and everyone was doing that and making more money, it, you would run across a problem called inflation and money would be basically worthless. You would not be able to buy a gallon of milk for a million dollars because the dollar is worthless at that point. Much like but, what's but, happening in Venezuela right now. Yes, yes. So, gallon of but milk you don't, a million dollars. But the important, <laughs> but the important thing is they, you do not run across this problem when it comes to energy because a kilowatt of energy is a kilowatt of energy no matter how much other energy, how much energy you're making, right? You can do the same work with a kilowatt of energy if you have a thousand other kilowatts of energy or a bajillion other kilowatts of energy. It's still energy. Whereas money, it gets devalued. Yeah. And to answer your question, Trev, yes, kind of. There's like been 10 million percent of inflation in Venezuela like in the last year. Mm. Everyone there is starving. Uh, The average adult male or average adult has lost 24 pounds. Um, you know what? I need country. to lose twenty four pounds. <laughs> you should go to Venezuela. I should just go to Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> but their money is so worth like is worth nothing now that people are usually literally using the money, sewing it together, and creating bags to mm, carry stuff yeah. in because it's just it's more valuable to them that way. Wow! So, and I bet some are probably burning it for energy yeah. and heat to stay warm. Because I think the last I heard is you had to work for like six weeks to buy a Big Mac. Damn. Like that's how much their money is worth right now. What about a tarmac or what would you guys call it? <laughs> a tokamak? <laughs> a tokamak. <laughs> tarmac. <laughs> if we could only create tarmacs, guys, all, all problems would be solved. Um, I don't, do you guys, so I have one more cool fact though. Okay. So remember how I said that a little bit of that mass is turning into energy, pure energy. So it's essentially you lose pure energy. you lose mass in the process. The sun, it's so big, it's constantly fusing so much uh, hydrogen together that every second. And this blew my mind when I th- when I researched this and uh, read it. But every second, the sun is getting eight point six billion pounds lighter. Because 8.6 billion pounds of that hydrogen 
is being converted con- into pure energy. So like I told my wife the other day, I told her I need to lose some weight. So I'm going to be on the fusion diet. And then she said, what's that? And I said, well, the sun loses 8.6 billion pounds every second. <laughs> so so we can either we can either <laughs> depending on your current weight you can do the Venezuela diet or you can do the sun diet the fusion diet feel like the you fusion, fusion diet fusion no, diet really? like one up me I'm not proud <laughs> I'm not proud of it I'm not proud of it but actually my real response is like I'm just going to eat Asian fusion food. <laughs> fusion. Is that was a fusion of Asia? Is that what it's called? The restaurant? It's, it's like a type of like, it's like an actual style food. Oh, it's it like is. Asian fusion. It's like fusion Asian what? mixed with like something else. Yeah. It's like a hamburger, but it's got it's like, like sushi. a tofu patty. Yeah. <laughs> something. I don't know. But <laughs> interesting enough to, uh, the what Alan was talking about, how you're just trying to like basically create like if you put in this much energy, you're trying to get X amount out and their first experiment at that eater uh place or whatever it is to get we'll call it ten facility. times ten times more energy out than they're putting in. So they're calling that, but they like name it. And I don't even know what it stands for. I just saw that it was like called Eater Q. Oh, Q. Yeah, that's like, yeah. I guess in their formulas, the, the, that's like the their, ratio. That's their measurement. Yeah, the ratio, which is 10 to 1 or whatever. Yeah. So, well, they said they want a Q of 10, which I just thought was very applicable for the fact that we are doing the Q Code podcast. <laughs> yep. Vital information to you. <laughs> <day long. laughs> uh, what? But to answer your question originally, Alan, I mean, you said, well, what kind of things could you get out of? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's that whole part that you probably have. Out of uh, fusion, like in the future. And and no, not really. I mean, like you said, it's hard to come up with something that you can't even imagine because you, you can't, you don't know about it. If yeah. you don't know about something, it's hard to like come up with it, right? Um, but in the end, the whole point is you can use fusion energy to create a plethora of uh, electricity because the ultimate goal is just to create electricity to power everything that you have. So it can power your homes, it can power your cars, it can power anything and everything that you have. And you want to do it cleanly, you want to do it efficiently, and that's the point of nuclear and then i.e. fusion energy. Yeah. And I don't don't know if Travis has any, like, just... If you had unlimited energy capabilities for anything, do you know? Do you like? Is there anything that comes to mind that you would do with it? Clean my house. Okay. I have zero energy to do that. <laughs> That's Trav just came up with a whole like industry, like fusion pills. Like you just what? pop a pill and like, oh, they have that. It's called Speed. Oh, yeah. it's a new drug. Yeah, it's good stuff. What you is can that? take it. Is that E? No, it's F. <laughs> Fusion. Because I you learned get about F. I learned about it on Q Code Podcast. <laughs> it's got a Q of ten. <laughs> but I'll mention real quick though, uh, it does like this is totally synonymous with uh, our current energy or uh, power grids. You would need to change nothing. You could start making energy in a tokamak. And immediately put it onto the grid, and it'd be completely compatible. Yeah, as another it's, another plus. It's it's science that we, in theory, know how to do. Yeah, um, but 
to this point, humans have really, they haven't been able to find a process that's been effective enough to get more energy out than the energy that they're having to put in to fuse something. Because in the end, if you need to fuse something, you need to have temperatures in excess of about 100 million degrees Celsius. I, I My information says 150 million degrees, but by well, that point, I think, I think we're just think splitting it's just hairs. Semantics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A, I just said in excess oh, okay, okay. of 100 million degrees Celsius, which is six times hotter <laughs> than the sun. That's but true. I don't think I can say Celsius. 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 C. Just say C. Celsius. Celsius. <laughs> Why are you saying Celsius? <laughs> Celsius. I've had the hardest time with that word my whole life. <laughs> like, it's, it's pretty hot. It must be like 40 degrees Celsius. Celsius. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you're asking yourself where what is the hottest uh, place in the universe, it is actually the experiments that we have already done with uh, fusion. Because we 150 million degrees, I think, is the hottest place ever in the universe. Not ever, but right now. And we won't get into it now, because um, I think we're getting to a point where we kind of need to wrap this up. Yeah. But how do you contain that kind of heat? That's a good question. I don't know, a big fridge? Because <laughs> they obviously can. <laughs> and I've tried looking at it a little bit. And yeah. And you can't, I it's mean. It's a little beyond what I can comprehend. Yeah, at well, let me, let me say you might be thinking, uh, what kind of material doesn't melt in that, uh, that kind of heat? And there's no material that doesn't melt, which is why you don't use material. You use a force. One of the four main forces in the universe. Magnetism. Which is, yeah, a magnetic field. A super strong, powerful, Jedi. Uh, precisely designed magnetic field that will basically create a donut shape that you put the fuel in and it holds it in there and it goes around and around and around. But I think but, yours would work too, Trav. What'd you say? I said Jedi. Jedi. <laughs> you said you, the force. If you <laughs> literally could just get a Jedi to stand underneath a chain reaction <laughs> and contain it then uh, that might work but do you guys have anything else they should like it they should when in the future when they open a power plant they should call it the jedi yeah Ooh. so let's <laughs> we're gonna pick this up all right that's that and uh we're gonna move on to question number two which is i forget <laughs> <laughs> What is flat earth theory and why do flat earthers believe what they believe? Anybody here want to take a crack at what the flat earth theory is? That the earth is flat. Congratulations. Instead of round. Instead of being a sphere. Correct. So the, yeah, this is what little things (laughs) because I said round and I didn't say a sphere. (laughs) Yes. Sphere, correct. Which exactly is not really is really what he's saying is no, you are incorrect. It is a sphere. It's not round. But I'll give it to you. That's exactly why flat earthers hate scientists, I guess. (laughs) They're always being corrected. They're so pompous, those scientists. So yeah, what I mean I'm sure at this point many of you know what flat earthers believe. Um, but for those of you who don't 
Basically, they believe that the Earth, the Earth is flat, like a disc, like a frisbee, and that there's a North Pole in the middle of this flat Earth, and then around the outside of the Earth, containing the oceans and the land masses, is a giant ice wall. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Game of Thrones, I'm assuming. <laughs> it was supposed to be Game of Thrones. <laughs> No, it sounded the ice wall. But here's the thing. One, the fact that like even the flat earthers themselves say like every single one of them that I see in an interview on says, yes. And so we have this giant ice wall that surrounds the entirety of the earth, which contains the the earth's oceans. And that's how like the oceans don't just spill over the edge. Right. Mm -hmm. So they have this just like in Game of Thrones. That's what they say. They say that. Yeah. I so, wonder if that theory existed before Game of that's Thrones. That's what came I on was thinking. I'm like, this theory must literally be like within the Thank last you, George R. R. Martin, <laughs> for <laughs> producing theories for the flat earthers. I guess maybe well, is he a flat? Because if you look at the map on the opening of Game of Thrones, it's flat. It's kind of 3D. Well, okay. <laughs> but. Like it's not circle, it's not around. <laughs> it's a sphere. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's or what I would. I mean, probably more so. It's almost like, well, we have this problem that we can't get a lot of people to come to this flat Earth th- theory because we can't explain why the oceans don't spill spill over the edge. But then, as soon as George R. R. Martin came out with his book, then they were like. That's our answer. It's a giant ice wall that surrounds the entire planet and contains everything. So what explains another so, question? So God forbid a dragon comes and blows a hole in it. We're all screwed. All the water's gone. Because <laughs> it's like a drain. If there was a hole in the wall, yes, the water would drain <laughs> out of <laughs> If that's what's holding all the, the oceans in. Did you get that? Did you get that? Yeah, the dragons. A hole in the wall. I, I <laughs> said, God forbid a dragon comes and blows a hole in the wall. I just so like watching you I guys said discuss things. <laughs> <laughs> a dragon like Game of Thrones, I'm saying. I get it. Okay. You did not get it. <laughs> You you don't watch Game of Thrones, do you? Uh, I am still on season. That four. is ridiculous. <laughs> All right, continue. So you might ask, well, how do you explain gravity then? Right, if the Earth is just flat. Mm-hmm. Well, they explain it because they say that the Earth is constantly moving upward, just perpetually through space, like an elevator. Yeah, and that's why if you drop something. Earth is just catching up to it. Yeah. It's just that's what gravity is to them. <laughs> Would we not just like be pancakes on the ground? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I Would, guess well, our bodies have been conditioned or something to, like, <laughs> to be able to withstand the constant upward movement. It's just like being on a ride. That just I mean, if it's ends. that. Well, because it's okay. The problem with that is that <laughs> you drop something, the earth catches up to it. I mean, I don't know. I just don't like it. It is like no. it's like if you're in an elevator, right? Like the elevator moves up. But if I drop something and the elevator is not moving up, 
it still drops. I know. They're so they're saying, saying it's constantly it's just, just constantly moving. Constantly up. Moving so up. here's the problem with that, though. Uh, that implies because an elevator, you you feel the extra weight as it's as it's accelerating faster. If it gets to a point where it's just going to constant speed, there's no gravity effect. You would have to constantly be accelerating the Earth faster and faster by ten meters per second to always have gravity. In their theory. So by now we're going billions and billions of meters per hour. We would be going far beyond the speed of light. And it would be an infinite energy, amount of energy that you would need to accelerate something the size of Earth to those speeds. Yeah, Kyrie Irving. (laughs) (laughs) So, So, I mean, if it's true, they found... There's there's a source of infinite energy somewhere, and we don't need fusion. No, I I agree. Like you're you're correct in the fact that it's like yeah. I mean, I think all that they probably did to come up with this theory is somebody literally rode on an elevator and dropped something, and they're like, well, this is pretty much like the, how the Earth works. It's just a giant <laughs> elevator that's constantly <laughs> moving upward. So. Then another thing is, okay, well, how are tides created? Because as far as we know, tides are created by the moon, right? Mm. So when the moon goes around, it creates a gravitational pull on the earth, which then causes high tide, low tide. Moving up at the same speed? Yeah, what's the whole... I don't think there's answers to everything. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, for them, there's, like, the moon and the sun, right? So how they explain days and nights is literally the sun goes around in a circle like this, just around above the, the, the disc. disc, above the disc. It floats above the disc and just goes around it. Or like around the perimeter. So when it, the sun is on your side of the disc, it's daytime. When it's on the other side of the disc, it's nighttime. Okay. Uh-huh. So then there will you, well, natural question I would have is like, well then how do you have seasons? Cause right. why does it matter? Why don't we just have constant temperatures then like why do we go like have cold season Mm -hmm. we have warm summers and so they say that okay so not only is it moving in a circle like around the disc it's moving in a circle up and down around the disc and when it's up it's winter when it's like a bouncy ball yeah pretty much and when (laughs) it's down it's summer winter summer winter i can just see him like trying to explain this by using like a uh um, like what do you what do you call it when uh oh man a yo yo no I'm not saying yo yo like a a test or like that is you know something you can see visually uh you oh, know visual aid visual aid or something like that they're tr- they're trying to prove this and they're like okay so imagine you're in an elevator you have a bouncy ball <laughs> and it continually bounces but when it's up you're cold and when it's down you're warm and we are just continually flying through space <laughs> in an upward hang on fashion. in an upward fashion but do they say do they imagine the sun as a ball as a sphere or is that just a disc too okay so here that's a good question so they picture that the sun the moon. And hang on, because I, I, I realize we're saying they a lot. We're not trying to be like super mean or say they're just so stupid or whatever. Because <laughs> legit, 
uh, I watched all, me and Danny, we watched the documentary about flat earthers. I forget what it's called and stuff, but I really like, it was hard for me to, to have any type of like hate or animosity toward them. Uh, you know, I did, well, didn't disagree. Like- I didn't disagree with anything they were saying, but they're like, it's amazing how like, just like if you were to talk, they're just human beings <laughs> like all of us. So, but continue with what you're saying about the disc of the, the sun. Is it a disc or what? So <laughs> is that what you're talking all about? the other celestial bodies, if you want to call it that, is like the sun, the moon, the other planets in the solar system, they picture as all being spheres. So that's another classic question is like, why do you guys think everything else is a sphere, but we're not? Like the earth isn't a sphere. So it's just another kind of, I know conundrum's not the right word. I just like using that word, but it is like kind of a, it's weird that you'd be like, oh, well, yeah, everything else is a sphere except for the earth. Mm -hmm. But where normally you'd be like, yeah, like if you see a million zeros in a row, why are you assuming the next digit is a one, right? Why wouldn't it just be another yeah. zero? That would be software that makes no sense. <laughs> but yeah, so like Trav, I think I like how Trav puts it. Like honestly, let me give you a couple more tidbits and then why don't you piece it all together in your little in my virtual in your little brain. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just piece it all together? <laughs> no, in your virtual, like, visual aid or whatever okay. that you're talking about. Okay? Yeah. So we go back to the uh, tides, right? So tides created by the moon. Well, they don't believe in gravity in that respect, right? So what creates the tides? Well, of course, there's a giant magnet on the underside of the disk that's <laughs> sitting there. And this magnet causes the tides it just sometimes pulls is this one of those magnets it's like u-shaped like in the cartoons (laughs) (laughs) a bent bar magnet yeah (laughs) i totally didn't think of that i like just thought of like a giant like disc i mean this might get into another uh big old question because i don't know if flat earthers believe in god or not but if they did, they'd be like, this is just a funny trick you're playing on us, God, just putting a magnet <laughs> at the bottom of our disc so that the waves crash. <laughs> I, yeah. I like like Alan said, like honestly, for the most part, flat earthers are literally just like anyone else. Like if you weren't talking to them about the flat earth you probably would never know that they have like this belief in yeah. the flat earth. Like they seem completely like normal people. They don't seem like the crazy thing that you would think of, like some dude running around with like a tinfoil hat on or whatever. Yeah. Like they seem fairly normal for the most part. They just, for some reason really believe in this flat earth theory. And there's actually a little more into that, that I'll, I'll talk about in a minute after I'm done kind of explaining uh, exactly what they believe. So, then there's so that's the basic concept of do you want to just kind of give it all in one fell swoop like and with that I was going to say the, the water the water is not a magnetic molecule is it water doesn't react to magnets I don't know if you put iron in it I guess it's a lot of iron <laughs> <laughs> but we at have the same magnets time. that can only be magnetized to water. <laughs> It's a water magnet. It's a water magnet. So, in other words, gravity. 
Our way of gravity is everything, not water, but. <laughs> so. Okay. So, yeah. And so, like, and the sun and the moon, they're not huge. Like, we think of them as being, like, the sun is much, much larger, a million times larger than the earth, right? Like, to them, the sun and the moon are, well, are yeah, very, by volume. Yeah, are very small. And so they're like these two little just globes just kind of floating above the earth. So uh, that in a nutshell is what they picture how this flat earth works and looks like. All I'm going to say is we're trying to be nice, but you're telling me that if you're talking to somebody, they seem completely normal. And the moment they say something to the effect of the, f- the earth is flat, you are now going to judge them so harshly and everything that they say will no longer be credible. Oh, that Kate, okay. they're yep. probably Green Bay Packer fans. I would <laughs> I would probably 100% absolutely judge them very harshly. Yeah, it's just like it's just like somebody and you know what? We might start alienating some listeners here. But you have somebody that's just like, yeah, I don't vaccinate my kids. You're immediately like, go to hell. <laughs> like, get oh, Okay, sorry. That you is seemed true, like yes. a nice person until now. Now I just think you're cruel and you want to murder children. Yeah. But so same thing with like, I mean, maybe not to that extent, but we're having a conversation here and somebody's like, <laughs> Earth is not a sphere. <laughs> it's a disc and it has a water magnet at the bottom. And... <laughs> And we're constantly flying through space. And we're in, and, and it's an elevator. <laughs> it's basically like we're on an elevator. And I mean, when we drop things, it just catches up. And we, George R. R. Martin discovered the Great Wall. And just seriously, like there is a big old ice wall. It's holding out all the water. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why are they like a valley girl? Because this is how. <laughs> Because that's seriously how I picture them. <laughs> okay, so in my mind, valley girls don't use logic. <laughs> here's, no, here's how in my mind how we come how we they got to this form of the Earth with all these different aspects that you just described. It's because they started with the Earth is flat, and then somebody said, "What about this?" And they said, "Hang on, let me go think about it. I'll be back." They went and thought about it for a day, came back and said, this is what explains that. And then they said, okay, what about this? And they said, hang on, let me go home and talk, think about it. Came back and said, this explains that. And they just did it one, one thing after another, not in their head connecting all the bits and pieces like we just did and building into like a full model, but they did it one at a time. This explains that, this explains that, this explains that, but then in the end you get this weird Frankenstein model of Earth. And here is my final question, because we're going to have to move on with this too. Yeah. Because I've got a sweet question. (laughs) Coming up. But why does it matter to them that the Earth is flat and not that's that's not spherical what is the difference does that change anything i would say i would so based off the doc what was the name of that documentary because i want people to watch it it's on netflix it's like i don't know we watched it like a month ago now at this point so i'll try and remember what it was but but so based on that and it's starring bill murray um 
if you watch it, you'll get that. The main guy in it, who's a flat earther, he's, he reminds me so much of Bill Murray. That's probably another reason why it was hard to not like him. <laughs> like, Which legit. It's funny, because I watched the exact same documentary, and I don't know what Alan's talking Dude, Trav, if you watch it, you <laughs> tell me if that's Bill Murray or not. Okay. You will have to do a double take on certain scenes. But... Uh, it's called th- Behind the Curve. Behind the Curve, yes. On Netflix. It's pretty good. Uh, the... I would the what I got from it is these they're people who are kind of uh they feel kind of on the outside of society. <laughs> is that how you would uh, And that's going to bring them in. <laughs> no, so they they feel like they kind of feel like they've always been on the outside, they've been like different a little bit or maybe they're political views are different. I don't know. They feel judged by other people which instead of saying, "Oh, something about or that I need to change myself. They kind of, they found each other and made a group of flat earthers um, and said, I don't need the rest of you guys. Like we're, we're all, you know, that makes sense. Like they found their own, they found their own kind and they, they're like now together, they say us going against, Everybody else, that's what it's about. I know exactly. Okay. And again, this actually might be something I talk about in future. Uh huh. But this group is just like the bronies. The what? <laughs> the dudes that love my little pony. <laughs> <laughs> they have a group. And we will get to that. I will. That's actually, you know what? I'm putting it on the docket. We're going to talk about bronies sometime okay. soon. <laughs> like, it'll be a question coming up on a future episode is what yeah, you're saying. Who are, who are the bronies? That is the, my question. Oh, the, the, <laughs> the, the that is what we'll talk they're, about. They're dudes that like My Little Pony. Yeah. yeah. Do, do, you, do neither of you know who the bronies are? No, no I never do really. not. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be such a great episode when we finally get to me <laughs> on that one. Okay. So, anyway, like. Yeah, I mean, tra- like Alan's saying, in the end, whether I don't know if it's because it doesn't always seem like there's somebody who's like on the outside looking in. Sometimes it just seems like there are people who, like for example, like let's go through this list. Okay, there's like a list of here's some famous people you might know that are flat earth uh, theorists: Kyrie Irving, Tila Tequila. <laughs> who? You don't remember Tila Tequila from MTV? Oh. Rapper Bob B.O.B. <laughs> Rapper <laughs> Rapper Bob. Oh my god. I'm I'm, how am I supposed to know this? But uh, one thing I did learn about ra- Rapper it's Bob. Acronym stands for nothing. <laughs> it's because it's B dot O dot b but it stands for nothing <laughs> so that's why i just assume it's bob <laughs> it's b-o-b <laughs> sammy Watkins, football player wilson chandler draymond green shaquille o'neal and stefan diggs so for whatever reason athletes stefan diggs yeah you guys a stupid wide receiver <laughs> for, for anyone who doesn't know alan and i are minnesota viking fans um so that's what Traz referring to but yeah, like a lot of the most of these are athletes, but these are people that are <laughs> <laughs> so people who dumb athletes in college. They weren't really going to class all the time because they were on the field or 
in practice the whole day. Yeah. But I'm saying like these people are people that you would imagine would be like popular. They would be, you know, and I can't really say because maybe their lives are different that way. But so why would these people take on this kind of like alternative view on the fact that the world is flat? And be so, like Travis said, care so much about it and insist so much on it. Yeah. But in the end, I think what happens, and this goes back to what you're saying, Alan, is that the, eventually, however this group gets together, they get together and they do create kind of a close-knit community, right? Yeah. But they've also alienated everyone else around them for the most part because, like you said, if you heard that somebody was a flat earther, you wouldn't buy in like you would think very differently of them yeah from now on so they eventually can get to the point where they are almost trapped inside of this flat earth society yes. because if they were to suddenly realize like they probably I mean, there's probably a, f- a fair amount that do realize like oh yeah actually never mind it's not it's not flat there's enough proof that says it's not flat but they can't say that because if they do now they're pushing away all the people that are close to them yeah and they've already pushed away all the people that were their friends before, so now they would really be all alone. Yeah, so like for example, in the documentary, Bill Murray is asked, "What, wh- like, what if you changed your mind?" And he said, "Even he, even if I did come to the conclusion that the Earth is a sphere, I cannot, I could not get out right now." He's like, "I can't get out of this." <laughs> Flat Earth community. Basically, basically, he's just admitting, like, yeah, I figured it out a long time ago, but I'm exactly, stuck, guys. <laughs> no, seriously, there is the feeling in there that he, while he's watching the uh, American solar eclipse that happened a couple of years ago, he there's a moment where I'm like, he totally like right in that moment, he knows that he's wrong, and then shortly after that, they ask him that question, and he's like, even if I, if even if I wanted to, I couldn't get out. And this actually happens when he's wearing a tuxedo and he's wearing a neon glowing bow tie and neon glowing glasses. Hmm. So it kind of was a vulnerable moment for him, I think. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I mean, and in the end, like, yeah, his name's Mark Sargent. He actually seems fairly like a normal guy. Like he actually seems, and he seems fairly intelligent. Um, and fairly bright is just that yeah for whatever reason he believed this or believes this and now he's gonna got himself in this community and whether he doesn't believe it anymore or not he feels like he can't get out of it because he'd be letting a whole bunch of people down as one of the leaders especially yeah um but yeah i mean it's just it's an interesting thing in the yeah. end that people think this and and two other points i just want to make about the uh and then we got to end it because we're running the away flat the earth uh, documentary that we watched was they ran these experiments. The flat earthers themselves ran experiments to prove that the earth was flat. <laughs> One of them was they purchased like a $20,000, like super precise laser operated gyroscope. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, if the earth is actually a sphere, and is like spinning, then this will have a skew of like 15 degrees per hour. Because if you take 36, 360 degrees divided around, by 24, divided by 24, it's 15. And so they did this experiment. They tested it for an hour and then they went and found, okay, how 
far off was the skew. They measured it. It was exactly 15 degrees. <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, that doesn't help. They're like, it's the atmosphere above the earth that's spinning, and that's what's causing it. Yeah. So they're like, we're going to put it into like a solid metal canister that will block out the atmosphere above it. And so they do, and they do that, and they measure it again, and they get the result, and the skew is exactly 15 degrees. And then the dude, <laughs> the dude just like... Well, we have the big. What was it like? The flat it's like Earth. some big flat Earth, flat Earther convention yeah. coming up. It was like this huge national flat Earth convention. It was like the first one ever. And he's like, "Yeah, we got to keep running these experiments because we can't show up with this data. Yeah, we, we can't show up with this result. <laughs> like <laughs> this will not go well." <laughs> and then they did another experiment where some dude decided I'm going to get this giant laser and I'm going to shine it three and a half miles down this straight road. And when I do so, like I should be able to have like this dot that's like sh- on this other board straight in front of me. Mm-hmm. Long story short in the end, like basically out. three wall, three styrofoam walls they put up. And if it's flat, it should, the, the holes in them were all the same elevation. So it should go straight through. No problem. But if it's curved, the middle one should be raised up compared to the other two, and it, the light won't go through the middle one. And through his trials and tribulations of doing this not-so-scientific science experiment, he also realized that it wasn't working the way it should. Because <laughs> the laser... <laughs> because the laser, like, even though it's a laser, it, like, you know how light cone goes out into a cone? It was doing this... So by the time it got to the first wall, the cone of light was way too big to even fit on the wall they made. <laughs> so. but that was like that was one issue he had. But when they actually just did the experiment of like, can you see a light? Period. Yeah. Through like it. if the world, and he says, if the world is round or a sphere, then you would have to raise the light above your head, and that's the only way we could see it. Mm-hmm. And so the guy's like, I'm shining it. He's like, are you shining it? Because I, I don't see anything. He's like, I'm shining it right now. And he's like, lift it above your head. And he's like, oh, I can see it. And then that's <laughs> right when he lifts it up. He's like, there it is. Yeah. And then that's how the episode, like the documentary ends is basically oh, wow. like a way to like. Or no, he goes, he, he, he sees it and he immediately goes, that's interesting. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> so yeah, it was flat earthers. I don't know what else to say about him, Trav. then we don't have anything else to say actually i have a lot more to say but i know we don't have (laughs) four hours to go over this so we may revisit this theory at a later date (laughs) i don't think so (laughs) can't control my questions i can have i can't control question number two about flat earthers (laughs) so trav what's your question Okay, I was just waiting for the transition here. <laughs> I just want to make sure that you guys are completely done with fusion and flat earthers, and we can go on to uh, this also very scientific um, <laughs> question, which is, what is the Florida Man Challenge? I really feel like this is just completely out of whack. <laughs> like, we've spent an hour talking about all of these things, these theories and scientific <laughs> stuff, and this is really the hey, dumbest thing ever. This is the first episode. We <laughs> had no idea what we were getting into, but 
I think in the in the future I will keep like work, I'm going to keep my segments a little less uh, long. They'll be shorter. I'll make sure of it. All right. Basically, <laughs> there's a trend going on right now, and you know, honestly, I don't know because I don't follow like all the trends. Um, I'm. I'm pretty sure a while ago you invited me or, or challenged me to do the ice bucket challenge and I freaking refused. I not because, and I'm sorry, it's not that I was against like it. against muscular dystrophy or whatever, <laughs> but I just didn't want to pour a freaking bucket on my head. <laughs> <laughs> bucket of ice water. A bucket of ice water. <laughs> and also because I feel like I have this thing. It's like if everybody's doing it, I have to not do it. I don't know why. Oh, like a flat earther. Like a flat earther. <laughs> it's all coming full circle. I'm just saying, like, if there's, full like, disc. a trend, like, Janko jeans. Uh, like, I remember those. I had I had Janko shorts. Okay. They were huge. I, w- I refused to wear them because... I never wore Jankos. <laughs> but they were just so they just massive. Looked, they just looked No, dumb. they were. To the, like, to this day, I'm like, how the did I? Why did I do that? Like it was all pure pressure. That's it. I just wanted to be cool and have Janko shorts. They were massive. Actually, I'm pretty sure though. Like it could have saved your life if you would have fallen out of an airplane. <laughs> okay. But my point being is just that. So I don't really know how long this trend has been going, and I don't know how long it will continue going. But I do know that I found it quite amusing. And so basically what the point is, is you go to our favorite place, Google, and you type in Florida man and your date of birth. Now, not your year, but just the month and date. And that's why you asked for my birthday. Florida has so many crazy people that there is literally a Florida man story in news, like newspapers, blogs, whatever, for each day of the year, and they are crazy enough <laughs> that it just is so entertaining. And so I figured I would do the stories for all of us and uh, kind of share a couple of others. I'm not going <laughs> to – they're very short, um, and uh, so I'm not going to like just you know read – oh, crud. I thought this was like a link. <laughs> So, how many people live in in Florida? What's the population? Nobody knows. It's pretty decent because they have like quite a few electoral votes, don't they? Yeah. All right. So, Danny, like your birthday is largest. September thirtieth, mm-hmm. and <laughs> yours is actually kind of sad. Why do I always but, get sad ones? Well, I mean, it's, it's like my dreams. Funny, but <laughs> so they always have sad meaning. Your Florida man is. Florida man guns down puppy from apartment balcony. <laughs> what the? F- yeah, exactly. So it starts out an eight year old girl lost her puppy on Saturday after uh, eight year old girl after a Florida man shot it with his high powered pellet gun with his apart from his apartment balcony. The Davy Police Department arrested 19-year-old Johansson Concepcion de la Rosa and charged him with a felony cruelty to animals. Basically, this dude just had this high-powered pellet gun rifle and saw this puppy out on the on this balcony and decided it wasn't you know even what? barking or no, he just, just wanted to shoot it. What so he shot dick. it. The the puppy was only like eight months old and. 
the dog, like when they let the dog back in, it was like bleeding from its mouth. And so they had no clue what happened. The only reason why they figured out what happened is because there was actually an under, uh, or not an undercover, but an off-duty officer that saw the whole thing. <laughs> and so he just went and arrested the dude. But yeah, I guess he just shot him for no apparent reason. So the puppy didn't die. Oh, the puppy died. Oh, yeah. It did but, bled to death. Yeah. That's that is depressing. It's it's hard to laugh at that story, Traff. I don't. I know. <laughs> See, I like it's not depressing to me. It's more maddening. Alan's is a little bit. I'm well. It's not as depressing, but Alan's for, Florida man <laughs> is uh, Florida man yells, "I voted for Trump at Black Starbucks barista." Oh hell no! <laughs> so a Florida man who was allegedly angry because his coffee was taking too long, was caught on video calling a Miami-area Starbucks barista trash and also informing the entire coffee shop that he voted for President-elect Donald Trump. Jorge de Cardenas posted the video to his Twitter account. And uh, in the video, the sweater-vested man can be heard asking for his money back and yelling, you're trash, to the female barista, because I voted for Trump. Trump, you lost. Now give me my money back. <laughs> you're garbage. You're complete trash. <laughs> I love how I love how not getting coffee in time <laughs> somehow translates to because he voted for Trump is why she is not giving him his coffee because <laughs> uh, she knows that he voted for Trump. Of course. Yeah, mine also is not like. There's some really funny ones in mine's. <laughs> mine's funny and sad at the same time because you just look at it and you're like, how dumb can you be? Um, but in the end, somebody died, so it's sad. But Florida man shoots self in head to see if round in chamber. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Uh, so, so it's just like it's like oh it's like a Russian. Where, where do I point like, this to just <laughs> test it? <laughs> Probably my head. So wait, was he with somebody? Like, how do they know that that's what he was doing? So he it was to- it was a, a a man and his friend, uh, his female friend, and they were out. I don't know if they were camping or whatever, but he had his gun and he took out the clip, and he was like, I. Don't, it's like I don't know. Is there still a round in there uh, in the chamber? <laughs> let's see. Points the gun to his head, pulls the trigger, and then he is no longer living. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of reminds me of a story that I mean, this is something that happened like twenty years ago because I remember I was a kid and my dad told me the story, but something about a dude who like was driving and then his truck stopped working, so he figured that he could get it to work. I think it was like part of the fuse or something like that. If you put a bullet in there in its place. Oh yeah. And then continue driving. But as like the engine heated up, the bullet went off and it shot him like in the crotch or something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I thought I would just go through cause, um, there's a website that, uh, just has, it doesn't have every day or anything, but it just has some of the Mm -hmm. maybe more, interesting ones um but uh just a few that i really enjoyed so if your birthday is on april 3rd this is yours it's not and it's not just florida man it goes for florida women as well but uh april 3rd is a florida woman stabs and kills 
Florida man in Burger King love triangle. <laughs> so <laughs> basically, and I read this, it, there was just some altercation. This chick just got super upset and just like stabbed the worker at Burger King because of his, his mistress or what? No, I, I think it was him having, I, I really, do, it doesn't really explain it. It just says there was some altercation with these three people and this lady picked up a knife and stabbed this Burger King employee. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Wait, so the Burger King employee was part of the altercation or yeah. he was just a random, you know, he was part of the altercation. Oh, okay. Wait, so he was part of the love triangle? Yeah. I mean, here I can just read it real quick. So a Florida woman has been charged with a second degree murder for allegedly stabbing a Burger King coworker after, oh, she was a coworker after becoming upset about his relationship with another coworker at the fast food restaurant located, whatever, uh, according to the Volusia County Sheriff's office, 29 year old Samantha El Bonilla of Deltona was captured on Burger King surveillance video, stabbing the victim, 29 year old Justin D hooks of spring Hill, Florida. The video shows hooks and a friend sitting together outside the restaurant, playing cards at a table near the front doors. That's when Bonilla showed up and engaged in a confrontation with Hooks. After a brief scuffle, Bonilla moved toward Hooks with a knife pointed it at his face. Hooks then turned away and pushed Bonilla, who fell to the ground, and dropped the knife. She got up, picked up the knife again, stabbed him, and left the scene. And then they picked her up later. <laughs> so, uh... I don't really know what the love triangle is, but that's what that is. Um, Did he die? Yes. Well, because she got charged with second degree murder. So, Uh, yeah. How Um, great would it have been if she, like, worked at McDonald's, so she had her McDonald's uniform on while she stabbed the Burger King? (laughs) (laughs) And somebody caught it on camera? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They're like, Burger King employee assassinated by McDonald's employee. Fast food wars have escalated. So this one was pretty good. April 29th, um, Florida woman offers sexual favors for $25 and chicken McNuggets. Oh, that's worth it. (laughs) And apparently, as I I went through and I read this, that is not the only storyline where somebody has offered sexual favors for chicken (laughs) in Florida. Was it always a nugget for? No, or? this one was like, it was $3 and a chicken sandwich. <laughs> but uh, what was funny with this is... What if it was a live chicken? So this lady and this guy start talking about, you know, what she can provide for him and how much it's going to cost. And as they haggle, they finally settle on $25 in a <laughs> box of chicken nuggets. That is one professional As haggler. she hops in the car, she thinks she's going to McDonald's to get her nuggets. And he just takes her to a parking lot where there's a bunch of cops. Ah! <laughs> His undercover cop? Yeah, I think so. He's like, yeah, my haggling skills are top notch. <laughs> That's probably like a thing. They're like, how much How much were you going to have to pay? Let's see how low we could go. But I'd like to yeah, see. Because like an undercover that. cop normally would not care about haggling. They'd just be like, get anything, get any price. As long as they make a transaction, it's that would be entertaining, though, to see that negotiation go down. Be like, how much? Um, a hundred dollars and a bucket of chicken. (laughs) 
a bucket? Yeah, that's that's too much. No. Um, I'll give you a dollar and a chicken fry. <laughs> a dollar? <laughs> no, I'm going to need like 50 bucks and a chicken sandwich. Uh, 25 and nuggets. Chicken nuggets. Deal. Deal. <laughs> but not the 10 piece, the five piece. Five piece. No. Nuggets at McDonald's are expensive, just so you know. Like yeah, for do we know six piece, where these like nuggets came from? McDonald's, uh, I think. Some I type know. of all. Well, yeah, I, I'm assuming source. it's. Are you talking about like which what? store? Yeah, I'm assuming McDonald's because in the thing it says that she thought she was going to McDonald's. Oh, yeah, so, that makes sense. Um, I, and I also, saw. nothing else is called McNuggets. They're just called chicken nuggets. Oh. These were McNuggets. So, um, things that you can find in the details of the story. That I missed because I could. I was thinking like Burger King has a sale right now for ten nuggets for a dollar forty nine. Okay, don't go to Burger Florida King. Florida, don't woman, go to Burger King and order a McFlurry. Florida woman offers sexual favors for twenty five dollars and chicken McNuggets. I read that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that I got sense. that. Okay, and then the last one that I'll and the, really I can't read it because I I did read it and it didn't make sense to me, but. Florida man sues James Cameron, claims Titanic movie is based on his life. <laughs> so, apparently, wait, which character? Yeah, Leo. Is his he's husband? Leo. Oh. Which, Leo died so at the he's end. A, Yeah. So, he's, I don't know. He's Leonardo DiCaprio and Jesus at the same time. Yep. He's like, what makes you think that this was uh, based on your life? He's like, well, I'm the king of the world. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there are plenty of things here. <laughs> Little Caesar's employee shoots Florida man wearing clown mask. Florida man calls 911 for ride to Hooters, gets <laughs> ride to like, jail instead. I feel like it's... these stories all include some kind of fast food restaurant. <laughs> You had Little Caesars. There are a lot of them. Yes. So go ahead, check it out. If you find some cool ones, uh, go ahead and post it to our website, um, which is qcodepodcast.com. We also have our various social medias, which I just barely set them up. So I don't remember them all quite. Here they are. Um, So (laughs) you can. Catch us on Twitter at Q Code Podcast, Facebook Q Code Podcast. They're basically all Q Code Podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Instagram as well. Um, don't forget to leave us a five star review if you enjoyed this. If you did not enjoy it, just simply don't leave a review. Well, no, just still <laughs> leave a five star review. They're not going to leave a five star review just, if they didn't just enjoy think it. Think of stars as like your. Chinese stars that you're throwing at us. You want to throw all five. (laughs) (laughs) And to answer your question, Alan, there's 21.3 million people in Florida. Uh Yep. And so that's (laughs) a lot of crazy. So, yeah. So uh, this is kind of the That's about seven times more crazy than what we would get here in Utah. Exactly. Um, But next time, I believe, we are going to cover topics such as the life of Dale Shanzi. You Nobody really knows who, who is, he is unless you are a resident here in Utah. A totally awesome computer. Yeah. Dude. Do you have a totally awesome computer? I think, no. I think we'll also cover things like, what did people in historic times do for fun? <laughs> because I don't know. I'm going to find out. I was thinking about that when I was like 
doing my fun stuff. And I was like, what the f*** did people do before we had these things that I use for fun? And also, how big of a box would you have to have to put all the people in the world in it? (laughs) (laughs) These are things that we as a species should strive to know. When I'm going through these different questions like this, it makes me feel like I'm on Ghostbusters 2. And I have that show, like the job that Peter Vinkman has. <laughs> As the. Uh, where he's like talking to like those people, like psychics and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, join us next time for like hairless pets. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, another, another Bill Murray reference there. Yep. So thank you guys for listening to this. And we promise that, uh, you know, this is our first episode here. So we're going to fine tune some things and get this down to a more manageable time. But uh, thank you for listening. And uh, if you have any questions that you'd like us to even, I mean, because we're not, we are not professionals at all. These are just things that we think of. And so then we decide that we're going to talk about them. If you want us to talk about something specific, Throw it on our website or on uh, one of our social media pages, and we will take a look at it and possibly talk about that. So thanks again, guys. Have a good week, and we'll see you next time.